Let's Define Win, a podcast for everyday horse enthusiasts to laugh, commiserate, and learn that life is all about how you define wins. All right. Episode three, 33. 33. Just you and me. <laughs> yeah. Unless Nellie decides to show up. Yeah, she she might be over it. She might be doing something else tonight. She's probably busy. <laughs> she's got a, she got plans right now. Um, What's it like to be popular, Nellie? <laughs> Please share with the crowd. <laughs> Nellie the cat, for those wondering. Yeah, yeah. Angela she, has a roommate? Yeah, it's a cat. Yeah, and she's got her own social calendar. I'm just her driver, so that's fun. You just got to open the door for her because she doesn't have thumbs to do it. Other than that, she's fine. Exactly. Open the door and feed her. That's all I'm good for. Yeah. Same with Toby and Parker. So why change? Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Episode 33. It's just you and me. I think we wanted to talk about kind of understanding and defining your wins because sometimes searching for that external validation from the judge is not always what you want it to be. Because it may not be the result you want, or they might just be wrong. Sometimes it's just a little bit lacking. And, you know, we talk quite often that we're out here busting our butts, working nine to five at the barn, at the gym from five to nine or five to midnight or whatever it takes to get it done. And then you go to the show and you sometimes you just get out. You just get outspent. Sometimes you just get out talented. Sometimes you just, sometimes you just miss the mark. And it's great to uh, blame that on judging or blame that on something else. But sometimes it's you, you know, and <laughs> like we've both been there. We both understand. We have both done the wrong pattern or just added some flair or, you know, back better to add than subtract is my philosophy. Exactly. You know, why not do three lead changes you're supposed to do two? You know, like, why not add in a separate circle? You know, whatever. Um, the point is, sometimes things don't go how you want them to go on the scorecard. And instead of being sad about that, instead of being resentful about that, um, we wanted to make the point that, and the whole reason we have this podcast is to talk about winnings, not just on the card. You know, winning can be like you were talking about last week when you went to a lesson and she taught you how to hold your thumb on the lead shank. You know, um, I rode yesterday and I was like cinching up the hunt seat saddle and cringing before I even got up there. And uh, Julie had to stop and say like, why are you cinching it up that way? And I was like, because that's how I do it. And she's like, nope, that's not the way to do it. So I've been doing it wrong for like, I don't know, four years, three years. Um, and I think that was just as valuable as... How are you supposed to do it? Um, so I always use the first two little leather oh. straps coming down because there's three, you know? Yeah. And I always use the first two... And she's like, no, you're supposed to use the front one and the back one for, like, weight distribution. And the middle one's only 
she called it the oh shit strap. So like if one of them breaks, then you have that one. But I, I don't know. I was doing it wrong. I mean, it's, it's why you lie down on the ice if it's starting to crack. Oh, I didn't. That's a very Minnesotan thing to say. <laughs> very Minnesota. I love that. Canada. Or Canada. Yes. Rosal. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, huh, I've been doing it wrong. And then I climbed on and it was a, a new saddle to me. So the, the leathers weren't quite where I thought they should have been. And I was kind of like holding my leg up. I was like, this feels comfortable. So then I was like adjusting it to my leg. And she was like, no, you're supposed to drop your leg and whatever. And then make sure the iron hits you in the ankle. And that's where it's supposed to be. And I was like, oh, okay. Missed that episode of the Saddle Club, I guess. <laughs> right. Missed that. Um, but no, like, so those are some examples of like, you know, lessons we learned outside the show pen. But what are some yeah wins that you feel like first one that comes to mind here um that i think is applicable is i'd like to rewind to i think color bead congress of 2019 okay every time we do a horsemanship pattern it tends to be better than every other one before after it assuming i wait no sorry every every pattern that we do always seems to be better than the last one usually, is our general trend. We're just improving overall in that event, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I had, like, one of my best whatever goes, horsemanship, and I got marked lame. But I don't know. You got, oh, sorry. Yeah, we weren't even allowed back in, but... um. Yep, I was there. Everyone it was, was a win for me because it was probably our best one and we weren't lame and we came back later and did just fine in the ideal. So that's their problem, not mine. But that was a win for me because it was our best one. Because the last time we had done some horsemanship, we couldn't we couldn't leave the cone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I feel like I, I have... I feel like I can always get through a pattern somewhere on like, at like an Iowa Pinot show or like a Minnesota Pinot show or an Iowa paint show, whatever it is. Like, I feel like I can get through patterns at the local level, but I feel like it always hits the fan for me when I'm at like color breed Congress or Pinot world or paint world or wherever I'm at. I feel like that's when it's determined that it's going to hit the fan. And maybe I'm nervous, maybe whatever. But yeah, I also had an experience at, I think it's Calibre Congress, I don't know, um, where we're standing at the cone to start. And I'm sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And all of a sudden, they nod me to go. And I close my legs, ask Toby to walk off. And he just flings his head all the way. And it was so like shocking to me. I like flung my body back too. And he like, draft it for like five steps and then just started shaking his head and it was like like I just had to stop like I was like I didn't know what to do and so my valuable lesson there was you always lunge you always you always lunge there but I don't know where I was going with that that's a valuable lesson I feel like yeah 
Well, um, I sometimes feel that like whether it's an open show or a pinot show or a paint show or whatever, judges have certain things that they like, right? Maybe they raise their own horses and they like a certain movement or they like a certain stud or, you know, there's a certain thing that they like. Maybe it's a certain, maybe they're old school and they really like it when you do whatever, whatever, right? Um, and so sometimes, you know, you're just not to their fancy, whereas you go somewhere else and you're to that person's fancy. So sometimes basing it off of judges placings aren't always adequate. And that's why you can see your score sheets. And that's why they have multiple judges at a show, right? Like if there was like, if there was a judge that was absolutely perfect, I mean, this is obviously like blasphemy and kind of to the extreme, but like if, if it was down to like a science and like math, they would only need one judge. And you, you could just do it through like virtual reality or augmented, whatever, whatever, machine learning or something. I throw out some fancy technical term, but like, I don't know. No, no, I get that. And I think even to a certain extent, you can't necessarily base like your skill level on the show either. Like, you know, we could go to an open show one weekend and just get trashed because that judge just doesn't like paints or whatever. And then you can go to the paint show the next weekend and be circuit champion in the amateur horsemanship, you know, because, you know, you had nice patterns. And I think it changes day to day, and I think it changes hour to hour. And, again, I think the point we were hitting home kind of at the beginning is, it doesn't necessarily matter on your placings. Like, obviously you want to place first. Obviously you want to win that money back. Obviously you want to do well, but you define the win by learning something about yourself, about your horse, about bettering the skill. You know, like you said, like at, I think it was at Paint World, or not Paint World, Pinot World in 19, like, I, rem I remember your horsemanship pattern, and I remember it was rough. It Yeah, and it was, and Dory didn't really want to leave the cone, and so that, you know, it just didn't start out well, and so then it, you can't really go, and I mean, I obviously, like, I'm not picking on you, like, I've had those patterns myself, too, but then at, I don't know, six months later, however, five months later at Color Breed, you know, you pulled off a full pattern, had no issues leaving the cone, like had no issues navigating one-handed. You know, I'm pretty sure you did it in a snaffle at World Show, and then you went and did it in a shank bit. And you know what I mean? It's like there was no issues there. And so like that was your your big win, you know, not only getting through the pattern, but adding a little difficulty for yourself and the horse, even though it didn't. I mean, I mean, it went well in my book. It just didn't go well in their book. Yeah, no, I, it went well in my book, too. I was proud. I oh, whistled. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another reason, too, that maybe basing it off of cards and placings isn't always a great idea is maybe, maybe you're still growing right? You're mm -hmm. still growing in your talents, your potential. Maybe it's a new horse. Maybe it's a new event that you've added, but maybe the person who won has been doing this forever and like has had the same horse for like eight years and they've just been like on top since like they were two, right? Mm -hmm. And like, they're not improving. 
you know and so like are they you know they might have won on the cards but you know that's not really sustainable first of all second of all like I don't know I don't know no, I, I do think, I think to compare you. sorry go ahead no go ahead go. Say, to compare yourself to that just isn't fair to yourself either and doesn't necessarily reflect well on the work you've put in and the wins you've achieved Right. Well, we, we kind of talked about that a couple weeks ago, too, is like perspective is everything. And remembering that everyone has a different journey that leads them to that start cone is, you know, kind of for me is kind of the leveling ground and kind of like the bringing it back to reality. Um, because like you said, you know, you could be competing for the first year on that horse, or maybe you've had the horse for a couple years, but you're just starting to show the all around with it. And you're standing in line next to this person who's had the same horse since their youth career. And they're just really synced up and they just really know each other and trust each other. You know, it's, it's hard to compete against that because, you know, that, that relationship is there. And again, like comparing yourself to them and, their story is never really going to make you feel great or whatever because you have different stories, you have different struggles, you have different strengths, you have all these different things. And so it's so important to remember that it's so individualized and you need to go into every pattern or every class or every lesson or ride or whatever, just thinking on what you can accomplish to be your win for that day yeah and you don't know where you're gonna be right in like two three five whatever many years right like maybe someone's gonna say or point out one thing and you know explain it to you a little bit different than how you've heard it before and all of a sudden that's just gonna unlock everything and put you in the right spots you know and you like it's so hard to predict where you're gonna be you know, you, you may say you're going to be at a show in a month, but that may not be the case. You may think you're going to be with a certain horse for a certain time, and that may not be the case either. You never know. Live every moment to its fullest. Unless it's work, then just <laughs> don't go. <laughs> no, I think moving into my TED talk. <laughs> if our employers are listening, we're just kidding. We're still going to be there tomorrow. Right. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But no, I think that's that's super beautiful of you to say that, you know, you, you really never know when's going to be your last ride and when's going to be your last show with whatever horse. Um, yeah, I was, I was really going more for like, yes, yes, that is like, I was going for more of the happier twist though, maybe not the sadder twist. Oh, well, still. I mean, yeah, be- but that is a good point to bring up. Yeah, I guess, you never know. So you might as well... Appreciate it. Might as well appreciate it. Might as well focus on that win. Might as well give yourself a reason to be like, okay, yeah, that was that was good. And not like, oh, okay, that was, that was bad. In summary... Your wins are not dictated by the judges' cards. And you don't know where you're going to be. Because every breath you take, every move you make, the judges will be watching you. Sting. 
or whatever the band was called. <laughs> okay, okay. I went to an open show this weekend, and it was um, – this might just be more of an update for you because it's not that exciting or not that funny. But I so, wondered where you went this weekend. Yeah, we went to an open show and then we went to a 4-H Horseless Horse Project Extravaganza. Ooh. But um, I just added the extravaganza part. Um, oh, that's funny. We call it an extravaganza here. Anyway. Um, I might start calling everything an extravaganza. <laughs> I got a meeting extravaganza. <laughs> Into a yeah, work extravaganza. Yeah, a work extravaganza. I do enjoy my job. I just enjoy it a little bit less in the summer when it's really nice out and I just want to go outside. <laughs> but anyway, um, the little, the ring steward guy. Um, started like, a f- like two feet away from me and ended like eight inches. Like as he did a circle, he like, spiraled in on us it was not good <laughs> it was not <laughs> good <laughs> oh my god that's that's a lot it it was a lot I was like whoa where'd this come from kiss me I was like at least give Dory a little nose scratch if you're gonna stand there <laughs> oh my god yeah I I get nervous when the ring steward's like get really close I mean I don't think my horse is gonna kick or anything but like I don't know one swoosh of a tail and then they run at the tail then you get DQ'd you know wait really I would assume so mm-hmm. I need to put some weights in that thing yeah. um yeah <sighs> yeah or like they go really close or they go really slow or their speed is dynamic. That one's fun. That one's fun. They're like literally like kicking her dirt behind them. Chicken or whatever. Like yeah. ready to go, but then they like slow down and speed up and I'm like, ah. Yeah. I always feel like they're playing a game with me. Oh, I could see it. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they like very, if I was a ring steward and I wanted to be an asshole, I would vary my speed Mm. like one big step one little step and then like eight big steps and then stop yeah well that I think that would be really obvious but I'm thinking like go really fast for one person and then go kind of slow for the other person change your direction you know go left right my phone on accident (laughs) yeah stand back there (laughs) I don't know or just dive underneath the horse (laughs) I would not be asked back, clearly. I'm sure they say, please walk at the same pace for all 500 horses. <laughs> but alas. You can tell, though, like, when you're getting late in the showmanship and the ring steward is just like, oh, my gosh, I do not want to be here anymore. And so their speed just gets a little faster, a little faster, a little faster. And if you're one of the last horses, you're like, oh, my gosh, you're booking it back and forth. Yeah. Which I would be doing the same thing. So I'm not hating. Yeah. I just... I would jog. <laughs> getting my steps in. Getting If it was concrete, I'd be wearing Heelys. <laughs> but it's not. Excuse me, everyone. <laughs> I've, just stopped. Stopped. <laughs> I've just stopped to get the dirt out of my Heely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, Atlanta. Oh, my God. 
the total imagine if you wore heelys in showmanship though and like you right. change your yeah exactly that would be beautiful it would be beautiful yeah my, no, my be cool. would look so smooth and it never does yeah i think the the win for us maybe when we can decide to hang up the podcasting whatever is when we can finally run in showmanship and not look ridiculous like I think that will be when we've made it in life that would be when I quit showing I think you know like when I can finally run and it doesn't look atrocious that's gonna be it that's gonna be it for me that's when I know I've, I've won you'll probably have everything else like perfected in the showmanship and it'll just be the run yeah like when will this fall into place and it's like you're like 55 and you're like if I can't get it this year I'm never gonna get it oh my god like she comes back year after year after year and still can't do it folks the judge is like 100 and they're like Angela You've been trying this for so long and you've yet to fix it. Like, stop bending your knees so much. It's not that hard. Yeah. I just think about it too much. Like, I'm at the cone. I know the pattern. I feel fine. The only thing I get nervous for is like stepping off into the run and then my elbows kind of get out a little bit. And then I start moving my arms like I'm pumping a little bit. And then I remember. So then I'm like, er. I'm stuck with like one hand forward, one hand down. And then I'm like, oh, wait, where am I? Oh, I'm supposed to be stopping. Er! That's why all my stops are so abrupt. That's how Toby got to be such a good stopper. Because all of a sudden I'm just like, wow. scare him. And he's like, oh, sorry, mom. And I'm like, Maybe oh, no. I feel like I had a dude to Dory to get her to back up to scare her. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I finally gotten, well, yeah, I used to back up really hard because I thought it was really cool but then he gets kind of like grizzly I'm sure because he's like dude what are you doing and I'm rolling so fast and he's trying to go fast and I'm like in his space so you know if you just calm down uh works well how much money you want to put a bet that there's going to be a, a cornerback in the showmanship I'm, I'm willing to bet there's going to be quite a bit. <laughs> I was looking at the L3 pattern from the World Show last year and realized there was a two-track in there. And I was like, Pinna wouldn't do that to me. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't call me out like that. We'll see. Pinto would not give me that opportunity to be so egregiously embarrassed, but hey. But hey, here we go. Here we go, kiddos. Locked and loaded. You know, so this week in posting on uh, Facebook, we've been kind of throwing it back at, uh, or, you know, on our socials, we've been kind of throwing it back and, um, talking about, you know, our, our path to get here and how we've learned and whatever. And, you know, I gotta say, um, we, we have, have, we have done a glow up. We, we both have done a glow up, but 
I don't I know. I am confident calling it a glow up. Did I have anywhere to go down though? Looking at some of these pictures, mm. I sent I sent the photo that we put up today to my sister, and she goes, "Man, you sure looked like a square in that photo." <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, granted, I did send it with a like a glad I found my waistline or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, because I read your message before I looked at the picture. So I was already laughing at that. And then I saw the picture and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the black pants and the brown belt. That's pretty good too. That's that's a good one. I like that. I still don't faux pas that in my book today, but that's just, really? no. What about blue and black? Well, I guess you're doing that in this picture too. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I want to do navy and black. Oh, yeah, I, I do. I definitely do do blue and black because all of my blue button-ups are blue. And I don't own a blue saddle pad. They're just black. It's just black and white. So, yes, blue and black is perfectly okay. Yeah, black chaps, black hat. Yeah, blue and black. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe just spot navy blue and black. No, and I mean, I do have a matching belt that goes with my traps now. So, like, the brown belt um, with black. Um, yeah, I don't really think I have a scenario that that happens with anymore. I mean, I'll wear, like, a brown belt with, like, black jeans, like, black skinny jeans to work. Okay, I've done that. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad that I got the stamp of approval Yeah, from fashion police over here, but... I mean, I posted a pic with my lavender outfit and plastic white hat. So, I mean, I get it. I could smell the Bath and Body Works after looking at that photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah, I was probably rocking some uh, warm vanilla sugar body spray with that, you know? And I don't think I was that young in that picture either. I really don't. So, I mean, definitely a youth. Definitely feeling like, yeah, this is okay. And no, 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 no. And then my rodeo hat—that was that was just a cry for help. Is that Who your white me? one? Uh, my little straw hat. And my picture from oh. Monday covered in mud, and clearly happy about it. Clearly happy about it. Yeah, that was a cry for help. Um. No, so I mean, like there, there has been some, some glow, some, some tinsel added to our repertoire. I will confidently say I have glowed up partially. I would love to think I have more glowing up to do, but oh, hey, yeah, we're not there yet. Can't we're not be there greedy. Yet. Cannot be greedy. <laughs> not greedy, just thankful. <laughs> happy to be here. Happy to see the progress. Yeah, it's a good pulse check. Be like, hey. <laughs> You have been getting improvements, Maddie. Don't ask for too much now. Yeah, and you know, if nothing else, I felt very humbled. Very humbled looking through all of our pictures. Yeah. You know, when you're like, wow, why am I like not improving? Why am I not getting better? And then you look at old photos and you're like, no, I have. I just didn't necessarily started a very finished level. <laughs> I love that. So, episode 33, just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> and all of our old photos that are slightly cringeworthy. 
but prove that we did indeed glow up and that's what's important. That's all we're here for, defining the little wins, figuring out where our where our strengths are. Still Obviously, finding the wins with an average budget. Yeah. There we go. Is a talent not all have, but all want. Maybe not want. Wish they could have. I don't know. I think it's a want. I do. I do. I do. It's a good muscle to flex, as corporate America would say. <laughs> yep. There we go. There you have it, folks. And with that, episode 34. Wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> You keep coming back for more. Wait, they still are talking? <laughs> anyway, see you all next week. If you're wanting more, let's define when in between then and now. Instagram and Facebook are where you'll find it. Bye.